What's going on, everybody? Glad tidings from everyone over here at Four Corners Games, and happy holidays to all. We hope this intro finds you well. I'm just dropping in real quick to tell you about some of the amazing things we have going on. The first one being our Dice Wars holiday special with a couple of our friends from around the TTRPG community, including people from Character Arcana, Dice Populi, and the Lawful Great adventures it's a bunch of amazing people who are genuinely fall over funny and we had an absolute blast recording it look out for that this monday and while i'm here i might as well mention that we still have that awesome sale going on over at fourcornersgames.com with the number four as always our discount code 4CG Holiday 20, all uppercase with the number 4, will get you 20% off our amazing stock of single piece solid hardwood dice trays. Every single one on sale right now. Go take a look, go check them out. We are so excited to share them with you all. However, I think that's probably enough jabber john for the time being. Please enjoy episode 22. Welcome back, everybody, to Alex trying to slow roast his friends with firebombs, uh, episode 22. Is this in preparation for the holidays? Goblins roasting over, over an, an open, open fire. fire. Much like chestnuts, uh, <laughs> goblins make a delicious <laughs> holiday treat. Has anybody ever had chestnuts over No, there? I have. have you? I no. have. I was going to say, your family loves Christmas, so I'm sure you've probably like taken everything to... like. The, the most nice. literal, yeah. like, level. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like... Where do you even get chestnuts to So roast? you actually, it's really easy. Oh. You can just put them in the fire straight up, which is another way. You can wrap them in foil, put them in the fire, and use tongs. There's, like, a couple of uh, combinations you can do, but my family, like, uh, as long as it's a real fireplace, I will state that initially for those who may have a gas fireplace if you just you can just throw the chestnuts in them and then fish them out later because they roast inside the shell and you take the shell off and they're pretty good like it's like a it's a little bit like a smoky fiery flavor to it for sure so it's a little bit like smoked meats um but it's pretty easy but it does pop a lot because there's a lot of water inside is it worth it um i'm not a big chestnut fan so it's worth it to do it once, I'll say, for the experience. Yeah, for like the novelty. Yeah, for the uh, novelty. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, anyone, anyone hoping to get anything neat for Christmas? I already bought my Christmas present. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> Got lucky with a PS5. Whoop whoop whoop. Whoa. We pick it up on Tuesday, so. Yeah. We, uh. Fought our way tooth and nail through the Walmart botters and all that bullshit that everyone's going through with the next gen consoles. But yeah, I was able to pick up a PS5. Alex, two of them. Yeah, yeah, Alex was able, Chris and Alex were able to get one. And then they also got a, what's that, Xbox Series, Series X, X for my dad. For his dad, yeah. Yeah, I actually Whoa. picked that up today. So, my, my dad, the 73 year old gamer, was so stoked. He's been trying to get his hands <laughs> on an Xbox Series X. Like since it launched in like the twenty second or something, 
yeah. the botters and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I managed to grab one for him and I told my mom. He is uh, unawares nice. at the moment. Nice. Um, so, you know, Santa and all that. Hopefully, my father, the way that he does things, though, is he's like, I want something. And then he just kind of trudges through till he gets it, ruining most <laughs> birthday and or Christmas surprises. That's our father, too, yeah. because the things that he can buy easily, like in the, you know, 30 to $100 like price range, if he wants it, he just goes and buys it. When we were kids, the hardest thing was buying gifts for our parents because they would just go out and buy everything. And you can they only make right so much macaroni art. I know. Yeah. Just fucking loaded <laughs> down with it. <laughs> Travis Sierra, Woody. That's what Travis is getting this year. Macaroni art. <laughs> macaroni art. Well, what do you, what are you all what are you all hoping to to get eyeing seeing in the 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 netherverse? Well, I was looking at potentially upgrading my PC, but unfortunately, all the vital parts are back order to oblivion. Same thing with the PS5 and Xbox. Yeah, Yeah, I'm looking at the 3080 graphics cards, but the second they're available, bots take them them all within the first three seconds. So I don't know. That's probably going to be pushed back for a little bit. Other than that, you know, I'm I'm a proponent of new socks and underwear. So that's probably what I'm looking for. That's how you know that you're, you're an adult now. You're like, yes. I know. Sucks. You also run through them at an incredible rate, Woody. I don't know what you do. I really do. I to... just, I shit my pants <laughs> oh so my much. God. I was going to say friction. Yeah. I was gonna... <laughs> we were all going to say friction. I was going to say maybe the cats, but you know. Friction. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on from that. Hard stop. Travis, Sierra, please, for love of God, help yep, us Woody, out. you're done. Well, I just had a birthday <clears throat> a little while ago. So, um, I got, I think, something that I've wanted for a very long time, which is a weighted blanket. Nice. That's what I'm wearing nice. right now. Crystal has one of those, too. Aren't they the it best? It is the happiest They're so thing. nice. I, yes. It it certainly did not disappoint. And my mother-in-law quilted the cover for Aww. it. So. Oh, nice. That's so, that's so sweet. You're weighted love with that. love and weight. <laughs> And just regular gravity, just, just yeah. normal, just normal, just normal mass. Uh. And Travis, uh, through work, got a chance to build his own computer recently. <gasps> nice. we'll have to send, mm-hmm. Wow! We'll have to send them pictures. I am. It's so great. How many teraflops? Pictures on the <laughs> on the Discord. I only know. Uh, uh, I only know specific terminology for uh, gaming consoles, and all they ever talk about now is teraflops. <laughs> Used to be gigaflops. That's fair. Yeah. What are you using for your graphics card? What'd you get? That is the oldest thing, and it is from three years ago, and it's a 1060. So that's okay. Definitely not the exciting part. But those are easy but... to like hot swap in though. If you get a, a yeah, nice exactly. Yeah. That was the idea. Yeah. yeah nice. So. I got myself a good solid 64 gigabytes of RAM. Whoa. Jesus. And a Ryzen 3900 XT. So 4.7 gigahertz clock speed and 12 cores. Holy fuck. Using this primarily for like rendering and 3D modeling stuff, right? Uh, We use it for optimization of like big build volumes and stuff. Yeah. So kind of similar. Also, yeah, he Andy's just the way to go. He makes uh, digital models of his head. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Ooh, it's like yeah. the equivalent of putting your your butt on the photocopier. He just does it at like a, <laughs> with twelve incredibly cores. higher level with like modeling <laughs> his own head with twelve cores. It renders <laughs> so fast it's you like, wouldn't believe. So yeah, fast. laser precision, like <laughs> guided. My uh, love, what what are you hoping to get? 
I'm glad you asked, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Every, Every time. time. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> I was hoping there would just be like a harmonization of everyone responding. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess I updated my Amazon list. Um, you just... I bought the book <laughs> that Sierra illustrated. Oh, oh it's wow. a little longer form than I that? thought. I oh. thought it was like a picture book for five year olds. It's you know, like a, a a young teen or tween. Ooh. Do you get royalties for that story? <laughs> so I was gonna read it over lunch. I did not. But I'm excited about that. What's that book, Sierra? Why don't you give us a good old fashioned Sierra plug? <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a book that one of my friends wrote. Uh, his name is Anthony Ram. It's called Dream Station. And it's just about a little, a, a young kid. Not like young, young, as Crystal pointed out. Tweenish, I think, is the appropriate word. Um, and he's just dealing with all kinds of tween issues bullies and parents not getting along that kind of thing so he kind of one night boards a train to a a pirate island and and gets to work out some of his issues so if you have children or no children that read on a chapter book level this might be a good one Gotcha. So I'll pass it up for myself then. <laughs> but but everyone else look it up just because I haven't gotten to the chapter level. I was gonna yet. say like the yeah. name, his name is a great author name. Anthony Ram. Yeah, yeah. like that's, that's a, a that's a good author yeah. name. Exactly. And then like the an name of the book too, Dream Station. Yeah. Like I see both of those, and I'm just Solid. like, that's okay. awesome. Awesome. Everyone, give a give a small round of applause oh, for yeah. Sierra. Yay. So that was on my Christmas list. I bought it for myself. <laughs> Merry Christmas to me. <laughs> I have a really hard time thinking of gifts, but luckily you have the memory of an elephant steel trap. It's true. So I don't really have to worry about that for myself. So I thought I would just go like aggressively Santa this year slash lean into gifts for the people that i love and i want so to tell everybody now podcast exclusive crystal's about to hear what she's getting for christmas live on air yeah right really <laughs> no two ps5 uh, <laughs> uh, one to keep and one to sell <laughs> all right <laughs> Um, You're part of the problem. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> most, most people can go uh, pardon the parlance. Fuck no, themselves. Fuck themselves. Yeah. No. Seriously. Half the no time, pardon the hair. I realize I want something when I see someone else has it. So my thought is I'm just going to buy a bunch of gifts for my friends and loved ones. And then I'm like, oh, they have like nicer knives than us. Then I'm going to buy knives for us. And Which that's... you did last week. Uh, <laughs> no, friends. I only bought knives for friends. Oh, really? Spoiler. I have to wait and use our, our crappy knives for a couple months and let it really sink in. I will say. <laughs> she like, gets angry. As I and angrily eventually... sharpen our knives and I'm like, oh, yeah. this isn't forged steel. It's stamped steel. <laughs> you put it in the dishwasher and it just warps the shit. Ah, son of a bitch, I'm doing it. So yeah, that's my Christmas. <laughs> and 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 speaking of violence uh a seamless transition into uh Wait, what does what does the dm want for christmas ps5 same as the oh. uh the good old-fashioned uh a producer paul oh, okay PS- you're just gonna control c control v that one though well so th- then i'll say this to say that so mm-hmm. 
we have a PS4. Love the PS4, PS5. The reason I want a PS5 so bad is because the only game that I want to play in the next couple of months is is Cyberpunk 2077. Mm. Uh, I'm a big proponent of like since I was like 12, getting a game console, like unwrapping your game and then enjoying it a little on the day in and amongst things while everyone's because. You may not know this about me, uh, but I am a terrible napper. Um, I don't like people like eat a bunch of food on holidays and they all go pass out in rooms and I'm just awake by myself all day. Uh, And so it's really nice when I can sit down in the quiet and enjoy a a little gaming to myself. So that is what I am most looking forward to is PS5 Cyberpunk 2077. I am Uh, going to claim the PS4 (laughs) as my own so that I can play ungodly amounts of Genshin Impact. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of making all of your wishes come true, uh, I'm excited to uh, kill all of your PCs. I assume that's what you all want, and that's what's happening. Not today. I mean, you're you're close. You almost did the trick. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Like, you almost falling unconscious is like people almost missing their bus it's only an interesting story at the time then you're like no but like i was like this close to missing my bus that was one seriously yeah it would have been like can you imagine like if i missed that bus like yeah it's like it's an okay story next time i have a question yes what was that guy's fucking plus to hit plus seven okay so you you were rolling rocks though because you're like plus you got like 21, 25, like 20. I, no, he was he was rolling really, really well. Number one, number okay. two. Plus seven against touch is yeah, huge. That's massive. He has he had a special a little a little behind the screen for those wondering. He had a, some speed some sorry some feats that were specific to Alchemist. He has something called Bomber's Eye, mm. which actually like helps raise um, a couple of Yikes. these things. Yeah, like he also to he also only had seven bombs. So that's a thing about alchemists. So like he was They're raining pretty much down like hate. spellcasters exactly. with their bombs. So he would have run out of bombs. He didn't. I think he only let what four go, four or so. So he still had some left in the tank. But that's where that was sitting. And not for nothing, I will also say this for behind the screen, he had drank an extract of shield, which would have canceled out Tammy's go-to magic missiles. Oh. And I am so disappointed. Oh, that she didn't use it once. That she didn't use it once. <laughs> he had a shield extract ready to go, uh, like, in the background. Yeah, his AC was high. I think it took, like, 22, 23 to yeah. hit him. Yeah, so he had he had a couple yeah. of things going on. Um, he had bark skin. He had blur. He had... Yeah, he just had... Oh, and shield. He had shield going on. So he he had an AC of 23, which we found out last episode when someone hit it exactly. Yeah. He was beefy. I mean, he was... He wasn't wearing metal, though. He wasn't. He he had a dagger, that but he didn't was... have it in hand, uh, which would have helped Damn. you. But um, his le- he had leather armor on from what you could see. Mm-hmm. But well, we'll go from there to here. Tammy's burning alive. So we'll we'll do this. We'll go into a loose initiative. I'm going to just jump to Tammy because I don't remember exactly where we're at. Tammy, I assume we're going to do a stop, drop, and roll. So you can add a plus two to your reflex save. Uh, go ahead and roll me that reflex save. Oh God! I have I'm going to cast a uh, light on Tammy, <laughs> so you can watch her burn more closely. <laughs> Jesus, am I not creating enough light? No. 
16. 16, and you manage to put out the flames. Cool. So and I'm going to stop, drop, and roll to the next space. And I'm going to say, everyone get away from me. There's a rogue spell. So you sit there. Six seconds go by. Everybody move away. 12 seconds Out of melee by. range. Eventually, <laughs> it's as if the DM rolled a 10 on a D10. 10 rounds go by, and this spell <laughs> fires off from your hand. Electricity bolts across the sky, harming nobody. Everything settles for a second as the minute or so has gone by. And you all breathe a sigh of relief as you look around, and no one has come. I think Elise you all are uh, well pretty injured. Glad yeah. you mentioned that, Alex. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about all of this uh, sweet loot that we get off these bodies. Oh, uh, they disappeared. Oh no! no. We had, no. Can you imagine? We had Blue. one minute, and then they just like like a video game, like you yeah. don't loot them, and then their bodies just <laughs> disappear. Just, like, just disappear. <laughs> it's like Baldur's Gate. Like you just like it disappears, and you come. What the fuck? Hey, what the hell? The body was just there. Um, <laughs> Though the cultists looked a little beefier than before, they all have what all the cultists have seemed to have on them previously. That's going to be, uh, there are, one. there's one masterwork glaive, two masterwork sides, as well as three, this is totals, three total potions of cure light wounds, three scrolls of cause fear, three scrolls of comprehend language, three vials of unholy water, Three masterwork chain shirts, one dagger, three spell component pouches, 30 gold pieces, and three unholy symbols. Two of Descari, one of Baphomet. And that is what you find amongst the three cultists that are kind of all grouped down there. So Arrow's looking at that. What's everyone else doing while this is going on? As, as Tammy's in the background <laughs> going, <laughs> I assume you all are probably taking some time. Yeah, Lou walks in. And you kind of see him, and it looks like he was just in some sort of explosion, but, you know, singed hair is just smoking off of me. <laughs> it's like, who <laughs> I just imagine that your face is completely black because all your hair has been singed yep. to a pulp. Oh, it's so good. The hairs are still, like, embers are still going. <laughs> it's oh, still on fire a little bit. That's my favorite. Oh, well done. <laughs> so just getting ready to pull. I pull out the wand of cure light. It's like. Who yeah. else needs it? Do <laughs> you all want to do some quick healing off air? Yes. All right. Yes. So, so we'll do that. Can you do like the Batman? Do little little little. Uh, I'd like to do one other quick. Or I don't know if you want to do this on air, but I was gonna pull out some arrows out of the bag of holding. Oh. Oh. Let's do that. You want to do Top the roll off. thing on air? So. Uh, that's fair. <clears throat> let's uh, let's uh, let's do that as you reach deep into the bag of holding. Roll me a d20. A d100, please, sir. That will be a 70 even. A 70 even. From now on, when you shoot the arrows, they make a whoosh sound. (laughs) As if an elderly man is going whoosh. Me or the arrows? The arrows. Literally, <laughs> okay. you are completely absent from this. From now on, whenever they move through space, it goes whoosh. <laughs> That's amazing that you pulled an entire quiver of arrows for that. 
because it just says when it moves, it sounds like someone is saying "whoosh" is the whoosh. condition for that. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably thinking of like a I sword. Yeah, exactly. Or like yeah, that. but instead it's arrows, and you just like this. Whoosh. Uh, at, least, at least it's not like a nerf vortex where it makes that high pitched whistle. High pitch whistle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That makes me so happy. So make sure from now on, whenever oh, a loose shoots, you go uh, whoosh. And it should sound like basically like SpongeBob. <laughs> I wish we had like a soundboard and I can just like cut that in whoosh. and just like whoosh. 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 Mm. Maybe whoosh. I should put that on my Christmas list. Alex, <laughs> I want a soundboard. I am, the, I am the sirenscape person. Awesome. We should just load up Microsoft Sam. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll, we'll go ahead. We'll cut for healing real quick, uh, and then we'll jump back in. And we're back. Ooh, I feel so healed. Ow. Same here. <laughs> Ooh, I feel like on a scale of 29, I'm a 28. You only have 29 <laughs> health points? <laughs> Yeah, D6. I'm tiny. D six caster man. First off, I am small, and I am a small. wizard, small sorcerer, small combined class. Uh, all right, so yeah, you're pretty beefy from where I stand. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what that means, yeah. but I like it. Hey, hey whoa. that's Nikki's job, okay? If you hold, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you hold, if you hold Luna in front of you, Lillian, though, that's like a whole pool of health points that you can use as a living oh. bird shield. No, <laughs> just me. No, do it. <laughs> hey, when it comes down to it, Luna's replaceable. So Jesus. Oh, only after seven Never. days and a this lot of why, preparation. This is why you don't get familiars, Paul. <laughs> this is why I don't want familiars. Okay. This is why I've been using Corell as a meat shield. <laughs> why ever, while everyone is uh, doing all this, is anyone taking some time? Arrow went to check out the cultists. Is anyone looking at, you assume someone named Othirubo. Yeah. Because he shouted his own name while being stabbed through. And uh, when <laughs> rummaging through his pockets. Yeah, I think Alu would take a look, especially since he seemed so hell-bent on destroying me. So as uh, Alu walks up, such rummaging through pockets, you just hear, Nyeh! and you hear lightning crackle in the background as something <laughs> clearly happened. <laughs> something uh, discharged. Something definitely just discharged. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, what the? Uh, whatever. And you get back to it. As you rummage through his pockets, you find two potions of cure light wounds, a potion of cure moderate wounds, a potion of bark skin, a nice. potion of invisibility, a potion Ooh. of spider climb. Nice. Nice. Uh, you see he has some leather armor on. He has a dagger, a ring, uh, a portable alchemy kit, four silver holy symbols. And that seems to be the extent of what he has on him at the moment. Could I do a spellcraft on the ring? You can detect magic first. Because that is the order of operation. The PEMDAS of the Pathfinder I, world. I look at Lillian Errol and just hold up the ring and point to it. Full well understanding that they know by now that <laughs> we're always detecting magic. And Errol's er- 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 like down on his hands and knees like stripping the cultists. And he just like throws a thumbs up from behind <laughs> his back. Like Errol's like magic. <laughs> Errol feels out there's two sources of magic coming from the leather armor and the ring of protection. Ooh, okay. Oh, the so ring of protection. Nothing, the ring. The normal <laughs> mundane ring. <laughs> Lol. All right. Uh, Lillian's going to do a spellcraft on the ring. Yeah. All right. Someone's going to need to do a spellcraft on I'm going to guess. Hold on. I'm going to guess that it's a ring of protection plus one. Plus four. 
I'm just kidding. Mm. And I will wager well, hang on. a dice, uh, an inspiration die on that. Lillian, what'd you roll on that spellcraft? <laughs> 23. 23. So I assume Errol throws a thumb up in the air and like Lillian maybe off in the corner doing something else, like like a mom and dad situation as Lou like holds these things up in the air <laughs> and Lillian just goes, that's leather armor plus one and that's a uh, ring of protection plus one. And then like kind of like casts you aside and you're like, okay. And Zaya kind of put them <laughs> So that is what you have, a plus one suit of leather armor and a ring of protection plus one. Um, cool. And I look at Lillian I'm like, oh, we have pretty low HP. Maybe we should look to see if we should put those things on. Uh, it's, Leather Armor does have an arcane spell failure chance. Maybe not. Let me check. It does. I think it's like... So Leather has a 10% arcane yeah. failure chance. Oh, yikes. Yes. Mm. So. so Tammy puts it on her tiny torso. Just kidding. <laughs> it <Yeah>. is medium <laughs> Leather Armor, and it actually wouldn't oh. fit you. Yeah, for sure. Okay. But I did read that uh, magic items regardless of if they're like plus one or otherwise, they actually change to the shape of the person. Oh, do they? Yeah, oh. but, but weapons Ooh. don't. What? Weapons, Weapon, weapons don't. don't change size, but armor does. Can it you, fits the wearer. I believe you, I but at my own due diligence, can you just, can you just uh, yeah, shoot that me, over to me? Yeah, let me take a look. I'm sure that's that not like is, a third party rule. I kind of love that, to be honest. I'm not upset about it. Yeah, I think <laughs> maybe it's because I've been drinking. Um, um, it's definitely Sierra. because I've been drinking. Do you want the ring? I might be completely mistaken. You can have this one, and I can get the next one. Some stuff about the ring of protection plus one. It is a plus one deflection bonus. It does not stack with protection from evil. You have it always working in the background, but if Alu, say, casts protection of evil, you only have a plus two deflection bonus. It doesn't. It's not a plus three. Just to get some of the mechanics of the game... Uh, down anything that says armor, shield, or deflection bonus, they do not stack on top of each other. You just get the better of whatever the options are. I will say that I'm quite interested in that invisibility potion. Yeah, mm. get it, girl. We already have, I think, like five or six of them. We should give them to her because yeah. she can like sneak up and then cast like some crazy yeah. shit. Well, they're also really good for Poe too because they give him sneak attack even if he's not flanking. Yep. But it has to be yeah. preemptive for him to take. I was them. gonna say it'd be good for Poe to at least have one of those potions on yeah. him. I think it just but dispels, yeah, but he still benefits from sneak attack yeah. for the first attack. I think Alu would have gotten all these mm. potions. I imagine it's just a bundle of crap in both my hands and just kind of hold it up towards the group. Just like, take your, you know, take your pick. I'm good. How many potions? Uh, so uh, there was a lot, there's a lot of cure ones, but there's one potion of vis- invisibility. You got a couple from, I believe, the stash that Irabeth left behind for Anivia. Uh, okay. And there's a potion of bark skin, which I think may be new. And there's a potion of spider climb, which I is do, new. I do have one potion of bark skin on myself that I've been saving. That you've been saving. Okay. so Because we found it earlier in the... That's right. I believe that. You probably found it in the dwarf, uh, on the dwarf when you were in the cave. I think so. I'd have to check. But also... I'd have uh, to check. From the PRD, when an article of magical clothing or jewelry is discovered, most of the time size shouldn't be an issue. Many magic garments are made to be easily adjustable or they adjust themselves magically to the wearer. Size should not keep characters of various kinds from using magic items. 
Except Z size doesn't matter. But it says magic items in general. Yeah, it, says, it specifically says clothing and jewelry, so it's not weapons. Gotcha. That sounds like a GM decision. I'm going to say no because fun is not uh, the purpose uh, of this game. It did say from the PRD. <laughs> hey, so. hey, rules. Rules. Blank. Sierra. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all the way over here. That says no! <laughs> AOC forever. Uh, that's fair. I agree with Whoa. that sentiment as well. Okay, yeah, I'm uh, cool with that. No, that's, I, I love that rule. That is phenomenal. I will say, bar none, if it is some sort of magical clothing, it fits itself to wearer. Yep. That's cool. I believe yep. mechanically that's called Nido Burrito. I believe so. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. Nice. So you all are going through these things, healing each other. You're looking around this clearly desecrated shrine to Iomade. While uh, Alu is looking through that, Tammy is trying to dispel a spell. <laughs> Errol is looking through other pockets. What is uh, what is Poe and Lillian up to? What are they doing? Well, so Poe, do you have any potions of invisibility? I don't think I have any on me. Uh, so, I should have one. As part of our uh, inventory prior to entering the garrison, we have five potions of invisibility between us so uh, six total then i would say. so six total including the new one we just found Take oh, your pick, so if you guys take... i mean i don't think there's any ever going to be a point where errol needs one like in combat so i will let you guys hang on to those however you see fit at splitsies sure let's take right. one each three each um a question about those though okay. do they do they help with like stealth checks or oh how? yeah that's it's a plus 40 if you're not moving a plus 20 if you are like being invisible is a is a huge boom okay so it's just called potion of invisibility yep. yeah so i'll give okay. you a couple a couple of quick stats on those so you drink it it's a level two spell which is minimum caster level three which means the duration of those potions is three minutes and again if an invisible creature has a plus 40 bonus on its stealth checks, uh, if it is stationary, and a plus 20 if the creature is moving. You drink one, you have it active for three minutes. Unless you do an attack, which gives yeah, you it immediately, immediately dispels invisible. It. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if you cast a spell while being invisible. Actually, so spells, the way they work, if you summon a creature, you do not become visible. It has to be an attack spell. Right. So yeah. if you summon a creature, Lillian, you remain invisible. What if what if it's not like an attack, but it's like like if I were to do so thought? Uh if it's an offensive spell. So if it's if it's I think the the words are if its spell is focused on a creature, you become visible. I believe is the actual verbiage. Uh so I can double check that probably. I think I'm going to play a good old-fashioned game of when it happens. We're going to roll for it. I'll, well, I'll see what happens. See how you feel. Well, also, if Lillian plays it real well, she passes it. They don't know what's going on. I don't know why she would become visible. I'm going to yeah. I'm gonna wait for the moment is what I'll say for that. See how I'm feeling. Also, see if maybe it's like, nah, I don't like that, uh, just to make it a little more interesting. <laughs> I like to leave it up to my uh, discretion. But just for that, because that's not an attack, I am leaning towards you staying invisible i think it feel that feels a little a little better in my soul and though i i may seem sometimes like an unfair tyrant and although I, his soul is dark like and despoiled i'm yeah. a bright human I'm just <laughs> <laughs> how dare right. you 
Uh, so, uh, Poe, Lillian, rifling through Errol's bag. Can you both roll me a D100 to see what those potions are like? When you use the potion, it says potion. <laughs> 81. <laughs> 81. Uh, Poe, you pull out your three potions, and they are just, they're slippery. Not so much that you'll lose it, but like they're like, oh, 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 how to hold all these potions? Like that, uh, the comical meme where the guy can't hold all the limes. Same yeah. thing, but with potions. Uh, mechanically, it means nothing, but you're like, who covered these in some sort of gel? <laughs> Lillian. Uh, thirty-six. Thirty-six. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. All of your potions have googly eyes on them. <laughs> uh. Though you are invisible, they're still watching. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but they're at the bottom, so when you like do the bottoms up, it's the eyes looking. <laughs> yeah, the pupils move around. <laughs> yeah, they, they, but they all have googly eyes on them. Uh, oh. Man, so that's what you all are doing. You're feeling a little bit more lithe. What else do you all want to do now that's all sorted? I'm gonna go check out uh, Big O, the alchemist's room. Yeah, yeah. Tammy was gonna. I didn't write his name down. There. What's his name again? Irrelevant. He's dead. <laughs> so it's now, right? Othirubu. Othirubu. No, I'm calling Big O. It's O-T-H-I-R-U-B-O. It's a hard word to pronounce. Othirubu? Othirubo? Othirubu? I'm going to just change it every single time I say it. That's why I called him Big O. All right. So Tammy and Errol walk into the room. You notice a few things. A long table and six chairs have been pushed against the western wall. On the opposite wall, a tapestry depicting a map of Mendev hangs from a silver rod. The tapestry has been slashed several times and splashed with filth. A bedroll sits on the floor and on the nearby table is an array of alchemical devices and a long wooden sword case wrapped with cord as if ready for travel. Errol is going to step into the doorway of the room and detect magic within it. You detect magic coming from the table. So he's going to walk over to the table and kind of hone in on that magical source to try to locate specifically what is magical. You feel magic coming off of the equipment, and you also feel magic coming from the mundane wooden case. Okay. Um, Tammy, what are you doing? I'm gesturing towards the rest of the party. And I'm like, as she pats out her leg, which is still a little bit on fire, and she's like, ah, fuck. And she's like, let's go check out this room. We'll probably have to do some maybe spellcraft or praise checks. <laughs> so let's all hang out. Maybe check for traps. I don't know. So... Tammy, as you walk in, you notice an array of papers that have been piled uh, close to the bed. She's going to look at them. As you look through them, you see rantings. Uh, It's intermixed with letters and journal entries. Your eyes pass quickly as you are one for reading. You see that he has been trying to devise a way to take holy symbols and steep them in such a way to cause demon plague on any individual who would touch it. Oh. Whoa. 
I communicate that to the rest of the party. So if someone wants to roll me a craft alchemy on what Tammy is reading out loud to try and figure that out. Um, all right, we have ourselves a 22. Lillian kind of comes into the room, bustling, hears Tammy reading these words, pulls some of the papers from her hands, and starts looking over the formulas. Lillian, you've worked so long with alchemical formulas and and various potions. You kind of like scoff for a second and realize that this was an idea that he had made zero uh, forward progress on. You're like, he wants to do this, but there's no way that he had even gotten close. And you kind of cast the papers aside. Is that why he had four silver holy symbols on him? Yeah, you'd assume. You all haven't actually checked out to know what the holy symbols are in particular, but you you know that he had four. And they were two of them were the same, two of them were different. In addition, Tammy, while you're reading through, you see letters. And these letters, they don't seem to be of any kind of business nature. In fact, you you notice kind words in there. Do you stop and read some of these? Yes. Yes, she does. You see half-scrawled poems, haikus, various orations, iterations, ideas of what you would assume are, are love letters. They are penned to someone named Jeslin. Uh, they speak of eerily specific things, how he likes her pale flesh, how her disfigured bug arm is beautiful. M- meandering words of someone who was in love but unsure how to say it and as you read through the descriptions are off-putting to say the least Uh, they speak of her terrible power and how it makes him quiver how he yearns for the touch of her useless leg all of these specific terms made to be romantic but put down and penned by either someone who is too blind to know that they are not romantic or too scientific to understand the weight of romantic text. He has high intelligence but low wisdom and charisma. Someone would say so, certainly. Uh, In addition, as you go through and you see these various things, you also find one letter. Oh, roll 20. Lord Staunton, I believe you will find the enclosed weapon. To I think you want to back that up if you're reading to the rest of the party. <clears throat> I read this to the rest of the party? Do you? In what voice? In what voice? I read it in my mind, and then I paraphrase to the party. <laughs> <laughs> and the voice in my mind is smooth and sultry. And Colorado. And Colorado. Lord Staunton. <laughs> I believe you will find the enclosed weapon to be a singular and familiar delight for it once belonged to your old friend Eurabeth. She sold it to Condro Nizirin. Nizirian. Nizirian. Of the manor. Who's that? God? Oh my God. <laughs> all people. <laughs> of all people. I have no idea why. Condro has been sitting on it for years. Still would be, except his home got smashed by an Ulkrith. Shame. He managed to save the sword and came here begging for an escort north to Dresden, doubtless so he could give you the sword and weasel some cash to help him set up a new home. I hope you don't begrudge a creativity I took. Our friend Nazarian serves now 
as a warm suit for a Vermlex as punishment for only revealing the sword now instead of when he first acquired it. Ooh. I suspect the blade will take to your brother's touch nicely. Your loyal servant. Arthur Mr. O. It doesn't matter. He's dead. <laughs> Mr. O. Dr. O. No, he's probably not a doctor. Dr. Oth. Yep. That's the letter. That's what it says. So we'll turn back from that scene to Errol, uh, I assume, approaching the sword case and what appears to be some magically imbued equipment. Don't. Don't touch it. He's going to touch it <laughs> immediately. You touch it. And without relent. Roll me a spellcraft, please. And then 12 fortitude saves. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, 21 spellcraft. 21 spellcraft. So you notice that it's alchemical equipment, but it's of the masterwork quality. It's a masterwork alchemy lab. Uh, it's not something that can be packed easily away, but if you could sell it perhaps elsewise, maybe it would fetch you uh, a decent amount of money. The sword is wrapped in cord. It will take some time to unwrap it and open the case. Yeah, he will begin to unwrap that and he'll uh, call to Tammy. Oh, oh, Tammy, you should you should get Irabeth in here for this. I think she might be interested to, to see what this is. Irabeth, get in here. <laughs> uh, where's the like spider thing with all the appendages? Uh, it's over it's over on the far end. Of it's the, on top of the, the altar. altar. Yeah, I'll get her to some of this just to make it a little easier and to I'll see. look at the rest of the party and say the, can anybody make fire I know this guy who's now dead who could maybe he has some extra bombs laying around I don't know mm. yeah, I was going to ask about his extra bombs so you would know that alchemists that their bombs are made on the spot they're made by combining two items it takes a full standard action to make and throw a bomb but it requires a little bit of know-how otherwise they exist inert on the bandolier for the purpose of the fact that they get hit if they fall they don't explode and cause a bunch of damage it requires some alchemical know-how to do it that being said he has three of them left you can perhaps roll a craft alchemy and with a little bit of luck and a lot of dm discretion manage <laughs> to put one together to set something alight does anybody have craft alchemy <laughs> lillian pipes up she's gonna roll that sweet craft alchemy and she gets a natural one oh, oh. you you were looking over the contents of the bandolier and however he does this it seems like it's a multi-step process like he pulls one two three things combines them in just the right amounts uh combines them shakes the bottle and manages to make these bombs you do notice that he had constructed a single one of these flasks uh before his untimely demise by the hand of Irabeth, maybe hoping to smash it against her sword and consume himself in flame but there is one that sits next to him glowing red hot ready to explode <sighs> guys let's go throw that in the medieval people <laughs> oh. <laughs> knock on the door and then throw yeah. the flask through it Fuck yeah! roll me oh, a perception no. check real quick who me yeah you <laughs> yeah you poke. couldn't be then no, who? who um 27. 27. You would 
you said that, and then you would note that like the Erlenmeyer-ish flask shape of these uh, bombs wouldn't fit through those slats. Uh, it would get caught and explode, more than likely taking you with it. Uh, perhaps you would also get burned, and that's something you're okay with, but you, you wouldn't be able to slide it through neatly through the narrow bars of the opening of the door. All right, before we burn this human centipede, maybe we should at least look at it. <laughs> so, Poe, do you approach the altar? All right, all right, I'll do it, I'll do it. I'm going to keep my eyes open for traps, though, you know. <laughs> that's fair. Go ahead and roll me an open for eyes traps perception check. Seventeen. Seventeen. As you approach the altar, you notice many things uh, as you walk around. First, you notice that, again, the altar has been turned on its head. You see that two of the six or eight appendages that have been sewed to the middle appendage have started to rot. This is little more than a symbol to the defiance of anything that is good or willful in this world and certainly is in no way some sort of magical creature, which may align your uh, fears and doubts, if only for a moment. You also notice that the filth that covers the uh, actual dais itself is thick, uh, incredibly thick, if only to obscure the middle symbol that sits there. When we say the altar is up on its head, is this like a little figurine that's upside no, down? No, so it is a white mold. So it is a white marble altar. It had an arch that seemed to house a holy symbol. They have literally turned it onto the arch, so everything has been turned upside down. Looking at it and what it's made out of, it is a lot of stone, and they must have taken many individuals to flip it. It's mm was done in such a way to try and desecrate it you see mace marks sword marks they try to chip away at it but the density of the stone whatever may have prevented them from destroying it outright so they figured turning it up on its end was the best way to delegitimize the shrine that this is all right alu and arrow this place has been desecrated if you want we can burn it i don't know you do you boo Nothing of value, though. Just your morals and stuff like that. What'd you say? I'm back in this room looking at this cool sword. So as we hear that, we go back to the room and Earbeth walks in. <laughs> Perfectly timed as always. Uh, what's going on in here? Oh, do, you, do you need me? And she walks up, uh, sees a wooden case Tom, on the ground. Tom, I just read this letter that said that this was a sword that belonged to you. I'm. You watch... As the color drains from her face, her arms fall limp for a moment, and then in the same almost breath, she grabs the case, takes a dagger from her side, cuts through the cord, and opens it up. I was going to do it a little more gentle than that, but that'll work. What is it? You see inside a beautiful silver sword glittering. The pommel is that of an eagle uh, the actual hilt is covered in these intricately carved feathers and a single ruby adorns either side where the um, hilt meets the blade it is a beautiful crafted long sword 
She grabs it and you watch as it rests easily in her hand and she turns it. I thought, I, tears start to fill her eyes. I thought I, I thought I had lost this. I, this is my, this is my family sword. This is one that has for generations protected the Tira Blades from demons. I, I sold it long ago for a much better purpose. You watch as she takes her long sword, puts it around her back, straps it to her, straps it in such a way that allows her to access it, but not to make it so readily available as it was once before. And she takes the scabbard that was housed inside this as well and ties it around her waist. I I thought it was lost with the destruction of the city. I, I thought it was lost for many reasons. I think what Theobu was meaning to give it to a, a higher up in order to, to gain favor. But I think it would be much better back in the hands of you and your family. She looks at Errol, places a hand on his shoulder. I don't know if I'll ever be able to tell you what this means to me, but thank you. She slides the sword easily into the scabbard as only something so beautifully handcrafted can be done with a scabbard so meticulously cared for as the one that it finds itself in. She begins to walk out of the room. Um, did my spellcraft kind of roll over to kind of determine like it could, wouldn't could he roll see? roll another spellcraft with okay. that one? You know it's magical, but like it was in the case, it was tough for you to see. Okay, uh, uh, it's only fifteen spellcraft. A fifteen spellcraft, even with that, seeing it, feeling such a strong aura come off of it, you know that you're in the presence of a great blade. It is a plus one evil outsider bane longsword. Holy shit. For those wondering at home, (laughs) evil outsider bane weapons. Bane weapons in general do an additional 2d6 damage to the one that they're concentrated to get. I also think it, I believe it also confers a bonus to hit. Like Tammy it is. wants it. <laughs> it's a roll off. All right. It's a roll Arabeth's off. Arabeth's going to roll off against you. Arabeth gets a plus 20 because it has her name carved into it. Tammy gets a negative 20 because she's tiny as fuck. <laughs> Can't even wield it. So it's a difference of 40. Let's see how this works out between the Go two. Go ahead and role play that. Let I'm going to use the dice of fate. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, no one's here to stop me. I am. <laughs> COVID. Anyways, a sad joke, but it was a good joke. It's it's funny because it's speaking true. of death and destruction. Let's carry on. All right, so people are over by the altar. Anyone else want to go check out the altar while this is all going on? Uh, Lillian, you have that still active uh, bomb in your hand. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and. Hand it to Poe. 
as he had presented an idea about what he wants to do with it. I feel the power. Um, I I imagine that I see Erebeth walking out brandishing. Yeah, Errol and Erebeth will both walk out of Othirapu's room. Yeah, the glint of her sword at her side is is wholly different. Like it seems to shine with absolute magical radiance uh, compared to what you saw prior. Like it is very noticeable. Um, can uh, I tell if there's like goodness or evil coming from it uh you can't tell the alignment of it but you know certainly that it is magical it's emanating a a heavy magical aura typically a loo would be able to detect something like that you could try to elbow him in the ribs yeah i think she's gonna do just that and gonna say hey what does that sword feel like to you does it feel like a good object we don't know oh, oh. sorry detective you <laughs> <laughs> you you reach out though you detect much evil surrounding you you detect no evil coming from the sword mm, okay survey says no so then <laughs> uh probably william's going at, when alu says that it, it's a okay Lillian's going to point to the altar and say, ought we to bless that just in case, you know, it could still be doing something evil? Olu, you turn your evil senses to the altar and it feels dark. It feels wrong. There is something terrible about it. Can I see, is it just coming from the altar in general or is it like a something specific uh, it's coming from the altar specifically it has been uh turned from its original purpose and you said the holy symbol looks like it was taken out or missing it's not it's been covered with filth oh. to prevent it from uh being easily recognized um how long would it take for me to clean off the filth to reveal what i mean that's to is? get the general shape of it you can probably take your hands run it across it'll take you five seconds or so because it's blood it's viscera okay. it's Skin. It's it's a slow cinematic yeah. unveiling. It is another <laughs> white sword turned upright instead of down with the wings, as you are used to seeing, as it has been flipped on its head. Lou, I think we have enough people here that we might be able to flip this altar upright as it should be, and we can consecrate this one as we did the previous altar of Iomade we came across in this garrison. Mm. You think that's possible? I don't know. Let's ask the gods. Is it possible? You would certainly think so. I mean, especially with the extra hands that you have there, there's nine of you. You could spend some time. It would take you maybe five or so minutes, but you could definitely flip it. Okay. I think we should. I I, think the the time we spent in the previous room where Errol kind of blessed the room and... Um, kind of knelt down and uh, got was able to see that saying the let us inherit thine arms Iomade I think there mm-hmm. might be something similar to this as well so um, I, I, I think agree. we should I think we should take the time to, to up, make it right and then des- or remove the desecration yeah I think as uh, people of 
You take some time. You flip the altar. Uh, it's no easy task, but many hands, as they always say, make light work. As you turn it up on its head, Errol, you feel something. Something weird. You suddenly feel cunning? Uh? Stone oh. cunning? Oh. <laughs> Go ahead and roll me a perception check. Oh my god. Okay. Come on. Of all times. Okay. Natural 18. Yeah. That is a 27 with stone cunning. Even with your cunning eye, you pass over the wall. You're so certain something is there. And you just can't seem to make the outline. You're dwarven hindbrains working quickly you're like there's there's stone here like it seems oddly worked but you you just cannot see it you spend a little time clearing off some of the works and the altar again shows itself to be that of ioma day do you want to spend some time cleaning it yeah i think so okay so you, you spend some time and, and where where do I specifically feel that? You feel it in close around the altar. You know, okay. you don't know, but you feel that there's yeah. some sort of entrance. But unfortunately, without uh, specificity, you could tip tap on the walls all day, and it, it, you just couldn't find it. You spend another twenty minutes or so cleaning out the gunk, the filth. Uh, I would like to think that at some point in time, you take the the haggard amount of of bodies and, and arms and maybe when you're not looking poe tosses casually the firebomb over his shoulder and it smashes against the strange amalgamation of of limbs and it just burns uh the sizzling and destruction of it making you feel a little lighter again feeling just even more relaxed as you restore the altar to its once yeah i'm sure we glory. would probably stack like othirabu and the cultists and that arm torso thing like all together kind of like in the middle of the room away from the thing and just kind of burn them so you manage to what seems to be reconsecrate this dais you notice a smooth almost rectangle of marble set in the floor you did notice before uh, some bed rolls over it bits of blood and feces and your eyes catch it that in the middle of this rather mundane square of granite that there is a single strip of marble fit there just five or so feet from the base of the altar Errol is going to kind of get on his knees and examine that strip you run your hand across it, as a dwarf especially, you uh, notice that it is the same stone the altar is made of. Hmm. Push it. Yeah, is there any way I can try to kind of like push around it to try to like activate something um you step on it you push your foot on it doesn't seem to do anything it seems to be set in the floor it's not a pressure switch it just okay. seems to be a very specific spot marked um, for the purposes of the altar 
He's going to kneel down with his knees on that specific strip at the altar. And he's going to say, let us inherit thine arms, Iomade. Everybody roll me a perception check. Oh. Nothing. Nope. 18. 18. 17. 17. 26. 26. Poe. You probably aren't doing much. You don't care for much. But you see something on the wall. You notice a very familiar symbol. It was maybe silly to some. It looks like uh, a flower in a pot. And a crude arrow has been drawn to a specific region of the wall. As your eye follows from this florist symbol, you watch as this bright outline turns and covers a rectangle of the wall and a small circle appears. Say it again! (laughs) Say it again! (laughs) Say it again. Let us inherit thine arms, Iomade. And he says it louder this time. It it glows still. (laughs) (laughs) She is from the back. (laughs) Florist! Florist! It's here. Let's do this. I run and I poke it. You... But first, I check for traps. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, Twenty-two for traps. Looking. So there are no traps. Your fingers trace the wall, finding the small circle. Only two fingers or so in diameter, pushing it in. Maybe you would have found it if you had taken time. As the door opens, you see a sight. A sight you were so sure was there from before. As it moves aside and a secret armory is revealed (laughs) to you. Yes, I knew it. I knew it. That sneaky botanist. As you walk in, you see a sign, a sconced, dilapidated, untouched, decades old, that says Shantae and Shanto's yeah. secret <laughs> armory. Yeah. I knew we finally it. found it. <laughs> Who? Finally. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> You look around and you see all kinds of goodies. Uh, Errol's just going to start like at the, the right most part of the, the armory and just kind of mostly just kind of gloss over with like detect magic. And as he just like looks at each item that's uh, available. All right. You can do that. Anyone yep. else want to come in, do some spellcraft real quick, just so that Alex can do this all in one good push. Yeah. Oh, Poe wants to come in and take, like, uh, some sort of picture of the sign, whether I, like, hold up the skin of something and run some charcoal over it to get it tracing. I just want proof to show Shantae and Chanteau that I found it. You take out the piece of paper and the 
quill you got from Horgus's place. And you line it across the sign and run it across, getting a nice etching of the sign across four sheets of paper. Yes. Oppose doing okay, that. They're not going to believe this, but now they're going to believe it. Uh, can I have Tammy, Errol, maybe Alu, and definitely Lillian roll me some spellcraft? I got a 10. Natural 20. Oh, where is Natural 20. Oh, that's 26. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh, you want to you want to solve everybody. Them? No, don't worry. I got a natural okay. 20. Crystal, yeah, don't worry about apparently. it. That's how checks work. <laughs> Dang. 23. 23. Not a natural 20. But a natural 3. Oh. Yeah. So Lillian <laughs> and Errol spend some time while while Tammy I assume is like like Poe has She's forced still her shooting off spells in the corner like I got a fuck. <laughs> I think that like Poe was like so convincing. You walk into this armory and he's like, no, no, no. Somebody needs to help me etch this sign. So you're spending time like holding the paper just so, so we can run it over. You see three cold iron long swords, two cold iron short swords, two heavy crossbows, a composite longbow of plus two strength. What? A masterwork cold iron heavy mace, two cold iron long spears, 50 cold iron crossbow bolts. Nice. 100 cold iron arrows, a plus one long sword, five plus one holy arrows. Oh, shit. And an a single arrow of evil outsider slaying. <gasps> slaying. Slaying. What, what, does, that what do? does that do versus Bane? You notice that there are addition dummies. Two of them have masterwork chain mail on. One of them has a plus one breastplate emblazoned with Iomade's holy symbol. You also notice a masterwork shield and arrow. Your eyes, as you look, can't quite catch what's happening on the other dummy, but it is a plus one blinding shield. What? Heavy steel shield. (laughs) Oh my God. This is the fucking jackpot. What? Holy shit. I mean, like, not to be that guy, but I have been hoping you would find this room <laughs> since Travis made that shitty joke <laughs> so long ago. Oh, my God. There's so much good shit in here. I was going to say, I don't cow. even know where to start. For those wondering, arrow of evil outsider slang. This is a plus one arrow that is key to a particular type or subtype of creature. If it strikes such a creature, the creature... The target must succeed at a DC 20 fortitude save or take 50 points of damage. What? Whoa! <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Note that even creatures normally exempt from fortitude saves, such as undead or constructs, are still subject to this attack, 
When key to a living creature, this is a death effect, and thus death ward protects a target. To determine the type or subtype of creature, it is key to roll for. But this one's been rolled for y'all. So, you shoot that arrow, it hits them, they have to do a fortitude save, or they take 50 points of immediate damage on top of the normal damage done by the arrow. I think we're going to be coming against a, uh, a big bad guy here. I think maybe Alu should get that. No, I'm good. And I think... I give it a draw. Well, nobody... Yeah, exactly. Nobody really here shoots arrows except for Alu. Mm -hmm. And it might be one of those things where Tammy spends a cast of True Strike before Alu's turn. So that he makes sure he fucking hits that shot. Not to metagame too deeply, but here's all the deep metagaming you could ask for when it comes to using <laughs> this one arrow of Evil I mean, thing. for a, a fucking 50 point additional damage shot, like we'll, we'll do some metagaming a little bit, a little bit it's called strategery, okay um, damn and even those uh, holy arrows are really good too, I was mm-hmm. gonna say there's no like spells or potions or anything in this room right? It's solely an armory. Tammy is uninterested, and she walks up next to Lily, and she goes, Does an extra 2d6 of damage against evil creatures. Yeah. So those holy arrows are pretty nasty, too. And it it bestows one permanent negative level on any evil creature attempting to wield it. So that's attempting to wield Wield it. it, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to kind of empty this place out, but... We're going to arm, I think, uh, the mongrel men guys instead of the uh, club that they have. We're going to give them, like, cold iron, long swords, mm-hmm. or short swords or There's whatever. There's three of them, so yeah. Each yeah, of them. so we'll give them the long swords. We'll put the short swords in the bag. The so go ahead. in the bag. Replace the stats for the, the mongrel men that are left. It's 1d8 plus strength cold iron for that. So the mace should already have strength on it, so it should be easy. Okay. It's just 1d8 instead of 1d6, I believe. Okay. And uh, I think, yeah, Lillian is feeling a little uneasy with all this metal around. Mm. So she's going <laughs> to go ahead and... Back away slowly. Yeah. Right. We do have 50 cold iron crossbow bolts, which yeah. might help you in case you run out of spells to cast. I d- so... Can I wield those, though? Yes. I do- yes, I you can. Okay. Yeah, they don't. They don't. Uh, they it wouldn't affect you like, say, for a druid kind of deal where you can't touch metal. I'm gonna say you can do that absolutely because your okay. crossbow is wooden, the bolts aren't, and you're not touching the yeah. bolts. Does that makes sense. Okay. So, uh, what are you gonna do next? Poe, while while they're being gathered up, Poe is going to look around, see nothing of extreme use, but grab one of the heavy crossbows, and he's not particularly strong guy so he's gonna try to load it but i'd like to think he like sits down and kind of like clenches it with his feet to hold it stable and then uses both arms to pull it tight so he loads it stands up holds it at hip height walks over to the pile of smoldering bodies and says say hello to my little friend and shoots the bodies you shoot uh, one of the bolts into the side of the bodies. Uh, the mound that you had assembled kind of collapses underneath it, and it lies a bit askance to where it once was. He now 
lets the tip of the heavy crossbow down onto the floor, carries it over to Errol as it drags along the floor, creating and then puts it in the bag, the of, the bag holding. of holding up. Yeah. You all see this happen and you look maybe one to the other and realize that maybe this place is getting to Poe. Maybe it was that. Maybe it was feeling someone inside of his head when Faxon manipulated his mind. Poe seems to be losing a little bit of his light. He still speaks in the same upward tilt of the person that has joy in his voice, but his actions seem a bit mismatched. You feel that maybe he's falling a little bit away from the path that he once led before the city fell, maybe reveling a little too much in the destruction of bodies. Is he okay? Probably not. Was he ever, <laughs> but though? Again. But uh, that's what happens. You have cleared, from what you can tell, this first floor of the garrison. You're a little bit worse for the wear, but still intact. Errol is going to swap out his plus one light wooden shield for the plus one blinding heavy steel shield. Alright. And that is the only modification he's going to do. But he's going to take everything else. Uh, he's going to outfit the Mongrel Man with the Cold Iron Longswords. Uh, the Composite Longbow plus two. He's going to give it to Krell. He trusts Krell. Does he have enough strength? Does he have a plus two to strength? Yeah, they have 16 strength, the Mongrel Perfect. Man. Perfect. Yeah. So then he so can, they can use it. it. Yeah. Um, and then he's going to give the 50 cross iron or cold iron crossbow bolts to uh, Lillian. Although that, he'll, he'll give her 20 and put the 30 and the rest of the 30 in the bag. And then for the cold iron arrows, he's going to divvy those out to the remaining mongrel men as well to replace their normal arrows. All right. Um, and then the five plus one holy arrows and the arrow of evil outsider slaying. He's going to grab those six arrows and walk up to Alu and kind of hold them out across both of his hands and Oh, arrow! You shouldn't have. I blush <laughs> <laughs> through the through the singed fur on his face. <laughs> yeah, and you can see the blushing because he has no fur on his face. <laughs> <laughs> Are we keeping track of regular arrows? I uh, was. Yeah. In that case, Lon will add the nine remaining regular arrows to the bag as he swaps out to hold the twenty cold iron arrows. Okay. Oh, that's happening. What, Lillian, what are you up to? Tammy, what are you up to? What are you, what are you both doing? Well, I think after um, bodies have been blown up and whatnot, I think mostly Lillian was just kind of putting finishing touches on the altar. Maybe she'd leave, like, I don't know, some, like, dead flowers or something. Something weird and kind of morbid. As you're spending but... this time Lillian, touching up the altar, making it clean, uh, kind of rededicating it to the goddess Iomide, you feel this shiver run through your body and for the first time you hear thank you. These words 
kind of ripple through your mind, not spoken, not heard, but understood from an unknown source. She looks around, like shivers a little bit, and she's like, You're welcome. <laughs> Tammy, what are you up to? Uh, she picks up the wand of true strike. She walks over to Lillian and tugs on her leg. Okay, roll a, a touch attack as uh, <laughs> your shocking grasp unloads into Lillian. Okay. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, thank you, please. And then she says, I, I think we better keep moving. To Lillian. Good call, good call. <laughs> And I'm um, just going to pat her on the back of the head. And I think Lillian is going to follow her out um, and kind of up the stairs, even if all we're doing is scoping. What time of day is uh, it? You would assume that the time you spend in here, especially with cleaning, kind of putting stuff back together, taking your time, it's probably around noon now uh you came at first light when the dawn first broke when the forces fought back the demon uh cavalry of canabras so it's definitely noon or so now okay lillian can feel the magic armor that she cast on herself starting to fade Mm -hmm. (sighs) i guess i better take it a little bit easy Maybe I'll stand in back of the fray. Yeah, I was going to cast shield on people as we went through the door once the door is open to the next level so that we can all, like, pile through. Which I appreciate, but it's going to take some time. I'm going to say, because you can't just convey your belt, bing, 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 shield the people. Um, Because it only lasts, (laughs) how, how long does it last? minute per level for shield so it's, and it's one, one minute, minute yeah. on the, so i'm and shield and shield of fate or sorry um protection from evil do those those stack they correct? do because one's a shield bonus but one's people who have shields yeah. doesn't count for them i'm going to say mechanically uh if you want to like get ready just because it's wands i'm going to only allow you to cast it on two people because it takes time and i gotta kind of hunker down on the crunchiness of you just going all right i do it really really quick and then we all have it because that doesn't make sense because there's te- there's literally 10 of you or nine of you so okay. that's fine uh, you do it once so anyways i'll cast it on me and lillian <laughs> all right so i figure we should probably have like poe come up to the door and Aha! check for traps Pick locks, whatever, yes. and then arrow with stone cutting yeah. or something. So it's all moving to this kind of central room that we were in with the the farty dretches. And um, that's yeah. my favorite character from uh, Harry Potter, Farty Crouch. <laughs> and, nice. Uh, get ready to head up the stairway to this iron door. Um. Real quick, if you want to apply the same rules as um, to the Wand of Shield, I was going to hit people with some protection. I'll let you do two before you start this. Uh, Okay, I'll cast on Poe and Errol then. Okay. 
Um, in the meantime, while Poe has been walking up, he has pulled off the dinner plate strapped to the back of his back, uh, which is Tarendal of Scale, rubbed his <laughs> nose on it to activate it, oh. and then disguised himself as Obiroth. Othirabu. Othirabu. Oh shit. <laughs> I did not I did not, Alex was not prepared for that. I was that. not prepared for this. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> hand you a flavored ice through the camera. No, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna hand you a flavored ice through the camera. Well met, sir. Here we go. Through the camera. That is legitimate flavored ice. Way Ooh. to fuck up my Damn. day. But all of you need to be out of the scope yeah. of the stairwell. The scope of the stairwell. So, so I'm gonna take a step back. Yeah, I'll, I'll you kind of salty foxy minx. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Well played. Oh, man. That was amazing. Uh, nice job. Uh, um, right. Okay. No, hang on. So okay. I'm going to do this one other way because I didn't think this was going to be pertinent. I think it is pertinent. Lillian, I need you to roll me a librarian. Who has library or bookbinding? Who has those? I have I have craft books. Craft books. Does anyone have like librarian or, or anything that has to do with books or texts? Um, no. Erebeth does. Erebeth <laughs> does. Thanks, Rudy. Um, I mean, like outside of knowledge, no. So then I'm gonna have Tammy. I'm a courier. That's fair. Uh, I'm gonna have Tammy roll me a straight perception check. DC twenty. I'll give you a plus two to your normal perception just because you were rifling through the papers for a key piece of information. I'm going to leave it to fate. My perception's not very good. Do you have anything that you can try and convince me will help you with reading? I spent a lot of time in libraries. Maybe you should give me knowledge, anything knowledge. I'll give you, and I'll give Lillian, because Lillian has, because Lillian was in the room while you're reading. I'll give you both perception checks, but not the plus two. So instead of giving you plus two, I'll give you both perception checks to see if perhaps you stumbled upon this information. Go ahead and roll me perception, and I'll think of a different DC in my head while we're doing this. Not good for me. Eight. Eight. I don't know how important this is, but with uh i think it's a bit important i have a i have belief that i'll you get you have an inspiration flavor die there you go so i'll use my oh, flavor yeah. die there we go nat 19 on the flavor die whoa as you watch poe transform into orthobu you watch him walk up to the door and your mind suddenly you remember the scattered scrap of paper it was it seemed like nothing it said three knocks you should knock three times i read it on a piece of paper it seems important and then she ducks back down Poe, what are you doing um i'm gonna go knock on the door three times chin 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 you wait, and you hear and the small door opens. You see a tiefling, panicky, worried on the other side, and he sees your face, and you watch 
and he backs up a little and he covers his heart and he gives a little bow my lord I was so worried that the the miscreants had gotten you I should have I should have never doubted your greatness I assume that you managed to stop the onslaught from before you doubted me you doubted me yeah I took care of them I blew the shit off of their faces and then smeared some actual shit because we got plenty of that going around I know, right? And he high-fives so the door uh, because you're not there, but he just really needed a high-five because they love spreading shit on stuff. Can I come inside, please? Of course, my lord. I, I would never prevent you. And you're... Boys, it's just the lord. I'm sure everything's going to be just fine. And you hear... I wanted to take one of my invisibility potions. And, oh. and you have. She does it, and I bop her with a shield. Beep, boop, you get a shield. You're invisibly shielded. And then I get a but shield. But invisibly... Unfortunately, like. the shield is opaque, and so like you see this perfect outline <laughs> of Lillian, <laughs> and it's like that's but definitely someone. That I'm just kidding. Ah, shit. No. That, that would be <laughs> hilarious, though. Uh, and then I'm going to go ahead and creep up behind Poe. All right. Well, give me a moment here. Let me uh, unveil a little bit of the map. So you get a Are we going to a new map? Sierra? Oh, yeah, you are. Yes! So that's... So you come up. He lets you in. Lillian, so invisible. Such invisible. Much wow. Much well. The tiefling Where says, is everybody? Where's that tweeting coming from? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a thrush. Luna's just <laughs> going off wild. Um, it's like, what is that opaque outline of a person behind you? Fuck uh, <laughs> it. Come on up. As you walk up, you notice that there are seven tieflings. Six oh of them light crossbows at the ready. He moves aside. Welcome, my lord. I'm we're, we're just so happy to see that you have you have made it. Of course I've made it. Now, everybody, you doubters, line up. We're this, this is unacceptable. Everybody, line up. You're getting a weapon. Roll an intimidation check. Oh boy. Go as, ahead and use this flavor dice. And as, <laughs> By all means. As the tiefling kind of steps out and uh, Poe moves into the top of the stairs, Errol's going to step to the bottom of the stairs and start very slowly kind of making his way up. Roll me a stealth check. Oh no. Um, stealth is stealth. Wait a minute. <laughs> Errol? Uh oh. Is an adjusted ten. They had such well, a like to take an action too when when the time comes. What is your uh, let's say what is your trigger? Mine. Yeah, I need a, I need a, a, a some sort of triggering event. Um, so she wants to do it right away. Okay, so then then I'll say I'm gonna let some stuff happen and I'm gonna have you act before anyone else acts. Let's call that good. 
So this plan, this flawless plan, is undone as Errol drops, let's say, three cold iron short swords, (laughs) uh, a large steel wooden shield, a hundred cold iron arrows, a plus one long sword, five plus one holy arrows, as the upended bag of holding just clatters down the steps. The tieflings immediately go... They're still here. He's he's an imposter. And they point and they all raise their crossbows. As they raise their crossbows, Lillian, what do you do? I wanted to so thought I can only do that to one person, it would seem. So. One creature. Target one creature. All right. Only one person has noticed Errol. It is this person right there. So the pink tiefling. The pink tiefling. The one that greeted him at the door. Okay. All right. So I would like to go ahead and sow thought. Okay. um, To Mr. Pink Tiefling that Orithu has brought reinforcements. Everything is okay. That clanking was my servants, you fool. All right. Let's rewind. This person catches notice of Errol, doesn't immediately jump and say anything. He turns, points, goes, ah, 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 and he starts extending a finger. As he does so, Lillian snaps her fingers and sows some thought. What is the will save that I have to pass? Oh, man. Oh, man. Give me that DC. (laughs) Oh, man. The DC is going to be... 35. We're just going to put it there. Uh, 1,006. Oh, wait. I had the sheet upside down. 16? Yeah. The tiefling turns. Finger outstended, pointing at Errol at the base of the stairs. Errol stops frozen in place and the tiefling goes oh, oh, oh. master's brought reinforcements oh oh uh, thank god finally some some reinforcements for the garrison and we'll have to find out what happens oh, next time what? on the final oh, crusade no. oh, he, he, i got a 14 <laughs> On that check. Well That's done. Nice. Plum rush is cool. Oh, and just take the full runs of everything. I need the break because I don't know what I'm going to fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> Four Corners Games podcast is property of Four Corners Games, Inc. For more information about Four Corners Games, please visit fourcornersgames.com with the number four. Music and sound on this episode by Sirenscape, because epic games need epic sound. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo, Inc., which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo, Inc. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com forward slash community use. For more information about Paizo, Inc. and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com.